Hello everyone and welcome to episode 9 of Fit Girls Talk. Can you tell I absolutely hate introducing the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> this is... I thought that sounded brilliant. <laughs> I was going to say hey guys, but then I was like, oh it should be hey girls really, and then uh, just, just do not like doing this bit, I should just leave it to you, leave it to the pros in no, future. Paris, you're awesome. How are you, Sarah? Good. 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 I'm excited about what we're talking now, but I'm really excited about hearing you talk at the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I'm good. I'm good. It's been a while, I think, since we've been able to record um, an episode together. So it's going to be nice to be able to get back into it. Yeah, yeah. And no, we've both been really busy. Um, what have you been up to? Tell me what you've been up to. Um, I have been organising a live event for women taking place here in Dublin. I launched a new online programme called My Body Beautiful, 21 Days to Help You Embrace the Skin That You're In. Did a little bit of travelling. And yeah, that's about it. It actually doesn't sound like I was that busy. But <laughs> <laughs> Every day I woke up, I was like, my to-do list is coming out of my ass. It's so long. <laughs> yeah, no, I know the feeling. I always have this image. Every time I think of you, I think of you eating peanut butter with something, uh, but still working very hard in the background. <laughs> and I think everybody should know right now that I am actually in my dressing gown. <laughs> so Paris is not far from it. <laughs> with bits of peanut butter down the front. Of the <laughs> I actually haven't had peanut butter in a while. And that I have had revelations of late that there's something in the peanut butter that I just don't think that I agree with and it sends my digestive tract um into overdrive and I just burp my my way through the entire day (laughs) (laughs) which is nice for your clients on Skype it's it's absolutely wonderful particularly when we're uh meeting face to face (laughs) better life project I did that for you I gave up peanut butter for you but you guys have been busy in fitter foods launching that freaking book that is like the holy grail in myself and James's kitchen thank you yeah yeah it's been there Joe that's a distant memory now I don't even know when was that? That was last That's, November? Yeah, so it's been out three months yeah. now. And yeah, it's selling really well. But yeah. a bit like you, you kind of, a bit like everyone who's an entrepreneur, you kind of finish one thing and before you can even appreciate it, you've started the next thing. Yeah, and so. I got annoyed at myself that year for doing this because I set the date for my live event, which is tomorrow. And then I decided it would be a really good idea to launch my online program and... I was like, Sarah, why are you doing two really massive things in very close succession? Why? Why? (laughs) So, yeah, you just roll into the next, into the next, don't you? I know, and it's kind of like, it's just, actually I did a presentation to our membership group this week about dopamine, you know, that when we're doing hormones in the next episode, but it's kind of like a, it's more of a neurotransmitter, like a brain chemical, but gets released when you look forward to something. And they're saying, like, basically, as an entrepreneur, you're you're just always looking for big (laughs) floods of dopamine, so you basically just keep launching projects that you can look forward to is that why to-do lists sorry that is why to-do lists are so awesome isn't it because when you check something off is it dopamine that you get a rush off well dopamine is more like your anticipation of reward um i'd say ticking stuff off of your to-do list kind of that's more contentment more like um sense of achievement i'm not even sure what's not neurotransmitter that would be but it's more kind of so like your big event tomorrow you'll have spent the whole week and then tomorrow morning you'll be absolutely flooded with dopamine before you actually step on stage and talk and it will kind of make you really alert and chatty and excitable and thoughts will become really clear to you so and his believes as a caveman that would have sort of motivated you to go out and find food and hunt and and survive basically 
Um, oh, but wow, you obviously okay. are just going to change lives. You're not actually going to go and kill anything for dinner. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know about that. It depends how long I go throughout the day without eating. Yeah. So a couple of the stragglers, uh, stragglers at the event might want to be careful. <laughs> Get a bit hangry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is the, probably the, the one time that I, I don't eat um, simply because I don't think about it. I'm just literally living off or um, I am living on quarters um, uh, off and I'm yeah. just buzzing the entire day and I just I don't even feel like it. It's, it's the one time where I feel like my appetite does go out the window a little bit. Yeah, I'm the same actually when I present. I kind of don't even yeah. want to eat beforehand either. I'm really, <laughs> everything yeah. shuts down. I'm just like, no, no, just focus, focus. Yeah, yeah topic so today, today we're talking about finding or in my head it's I, I I'm thinking of it as a dummy's guide to finding your purpose um I think it's something that there are so many people out there can do better than I can do but what I was able to create for my own life was um a really basic simple process that I was able to understand after I had been through it around, a, around what a person can do to help them find that purpose. And it was almost as if I've just spent the last like five years looking back at my life and connecting all of those dots and everything that I felt was missing from my life if I ever went to bed feeling really unfulfilled or unsatisfied, and so many of us have that, we're bored with life, we're stuck in ruts, we're stuck in funks, and, and usually what that boils down to is a person has just not done anything that fulfills them or satisfied them in any way. Mm -hmm. And for me, that mm -hmm. gaping hole was my ignorance around the role that spirituality plays in my life and I've kind of seen all of it come together and I was really excited when we said that we were going to discuss something like this because I don't complicate or I don't know how to complicate how a person can find their purpose um, so I was um, I was thinking about how I could talk about it today and I just said it's the dummy's guide you find something that you're passionate about you forget about the word purpose and then when you find something you're passionate about you share that with the world but it's the passion piece that people get confused about the most because at various points in life when we become really busy and I'm sure you've probably felt like this with fit of food as well is that one thing takes over your entire life before you know it, your routine has already been established and you do that one thing over and over and over again. And as a result of that routine, you stop saying yes to life, to yourself, to relationships. Have you ever felt like that? So when you say um, that one thing, are you kind of talking about, say you decided to follow um, your passion as a business mm. and basically your life just becomes all about that business? Or are you talking more like uh, kind of hobbies or exercise or kind of what I'm lost Sarah <laughs> so I think there's a lot of people out there that when they understand that it's satisfaction and fulfillment thereafter we begin to obsess over trying to find our purpose but if we take my dummy's guide to finding your purpose you forget about the purpose piece and you spend time trying to find things in life that you're passionate about and for so many of us we get stuck in the humdrum that is life and our routine 
if you were actually to have a conversation with yourself, you'd probably find out pretty quickly into that conversation that there's nothing in life that you're passionate about anymore. So you could be stuck in the same job that offers you no sort of mental or spiritual reward. Um, You might have fallen out of passion or out of love with the same training or exercise routine because you've done it for so long and you haven't challenged yourself in just as long. So we get stuck in routine and we get stuck in um, sameness all the time. So before a person needs to even begin to contemplate or consider in any way how they could find their purpose, what we need to do is bring it back to passion. What we need to do is bring it back to love and fun. And the person needs to change their routine usually in some sort of way in order to allow new passions come into their life. I remember when I was working in my old job here in a university in Ireland, I spent such a long time, so much time and effort invested, not only getting that job, but in turning that job into a vocation, into something that I would be able to do for the rest of my life. And falling out of love with that was one of the most hardest things I've ever had to do in my life because I had to almost give myself permission to acknowledge that I was no longer passionate about thought was going to be my job and my life and my world. Um, That's that's quite an important point to make actually I think with passion is that what you just said is that passion can change you know like and to be I think if if I'm honest with you I think that it should change yeah because if your passion is changing it means that you're constantly constantly saying yes to life so if we're to create a flow chart and what it looks like to find your purpose in life one of the first things on that flow chart is am I saying yes to life and if the answer is yes then you're in the right direction. If the answer is no, whether or not that's because you feel like you're living your passion already, you're content or you're satisfied, you will end up feeling stuck at some point. Human beings, by our very nature and by the definition of happiness, need to progress towards goals. We need to move towards something. And for so many of us, we've just forgotten how to move because we've forgotten how to say yes to stuff. And the Better Life Project was one big effing yes in the face of all the adversity and challenges and fears that I've faced. But I'm only 30 right now, so I haven't kidded myself into thinking that in 20 years' time I could be doing the exact same thing. (laughs) The Better Life Project bigger it could be different there could be coaches working with me I could be doing this or I could be doing that because the plan is is that I'm always going to say yes towards something as opposed to just remaining stagnant and that's as a coach probably one of the things that I see the most in this world is that people accept what they have because in one moment in any given moment it feels good and then they forget how to say yes to other things and then they wake up one day six years later and go I'm not fulfilled anymore I'm not satisfied I'm stuck I'm not passionate and I feel like I have no purpose in life and that's the spirituality piece would you consider yourself spiritual now when you mentioned that word before it's so interesting it's um it's something that i thought about quite a lot especially when i actually studied naturopathy there was there's quite a big component in in naturopathy and functional medicine where they talk about spirituality as being a big aspect of someone's health and i think loads of the studies show you know the blue zones where people live to over 100 Mm. they all spirituality like either religion or some sort of um kind of belief system is is um you know part of their culture Mm -hmm. and um yeah it's a funny one I don't I think 
you talked about it a little bit before. I'm not the kind of, I don't believe it in the, from a, a kind of conventional perspective, but I do always kind of just, I don't know, defer to, to this something out of our hands, a higher power, a bigger belief yeah, system that, yeah. that we don't so, know a lot about the universe or energy yeah basically yeah i kind of trust in something else i used to recoil anytime someone would say the word spirituality or the universe or energy or journey i used to hate the word journey i hated all of those words because in my mind spirituality meant either religion or it meant meditation sitting cross-legged gazing into crystal balls beads like i i was kind of looking at it on one spectrum and the other you know polar opposites of each other but I remember and I can't even remember what website or who said it but I remember a definition of spirituality that basically said it's a person's search for their purpose in the world and the more research I did into it the more I began to understand that spirituality just relates to our personal search or to finding greater meaning and purpose in our life in some way and for so long when I started to feel like my last job wasn't ticking all of those happiness boxes for me anymore that's when I needed spirituality the most and that's what I was resisting the most and you know what they say what you resist will persist and oh, I, was resisting I, like fi- I was resisting finding my purpose or allowing that purpose to become obvious or visible to me in some way because I kept on saying no I don't need to worry about this it's all worked out I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing I worked really hard to get here everything is fine and then there would be days where I would just become increasingly stressed with work so unfulfilled so conflicted at a personal level and just again looking back and connecting those dots it just made complete sense the gap that I filled the rush that I was stuck in was as a result of not having that spiritual health or well-being uh, to, to help me move forward in my search for myself and my purpose um, in, a, in a way it's kind of the difference between <clears throat> what you probably did have in your job role was safety security comfort consistency and like to to move away from that and go towards something that like you just said almost following your purpose is kind of unsafe scary risky um you know it's the complete opposite and therefore I don't know if you find this now with Better Life Project um your days are filled with kind of very scary unknowns but it's a very different kind of you know kind of sense of fulfillment that you get at this point so but that's it so if you talk about all those things that I had in my old job which would have been safety security consistency there are still so many other needs that wasn't being fulfilled that are being fulfilled now like satisfaction fulfillment contribution um, I get moments of absolute and utter joy and pride as, as a result of the work that I'm doing and like a, a deeper sense of connection with the individuals that I work with so they're just different needs being being ticked off yeah. But those, that whole process started when I began to say yes. And again, it, it comes back to that conversation I had with James in, in, in the kitchen after I found out about um, my mum's friend's son dying by suicide. Up until that point, I had gotten really good at saying, giving loads and loads and loads of excuses as to why I should say no to the Better Life Project and ultimately no to myself. And hearing 
about a young boy dying by suicide made me in that moment go, you know what, I don't have any more excuses. I'm going to say yes. So I said yes to the Better Life Project. I ended up saying yes to my life. And it was almost like a domino effect. When I was able to say yes to that, door or window opened and I was able to see through it. And it all starts by simply saying yes. When I work with a lot of my clients, and they get so nervous about this sometimes. But once they get into it, they realize how much fun it is. But we do, um, I start to call it a happiness checklist. You know, bucket lists? Yeah. Okay, so I think they're awesome, but they're so long. (laughs) And I don't like having my milestone is death that's just for me is really morbid and there's no incentive there because you don't know when you're going to die so I I am work with a lot of my clients to create happiness checklists or we call it a list of 100 things so you you tell me okay Karis what is your next big milestone in life is it babies marriage and college like is there another milestone in your life that you're looking forward to over the next maybe three to five years it's yeah it's going to be a family okay so if we take that as your milestone then that is the next thing that you have got on your list of things that I want to do up until that point from now until then come up with a hundred things that you want to be able to do and the only purpose of that thing is to bring joy into your life and that's it I I thought you were going to say let's come up with a plan to get there I was like well it's pretty obvious how I get there (laughs) Let's come up with a plan. Yeah. <laughs> when mommy loves daddy. <laughs> we'll um, come up with a list of 100 things. That's a lot. The objective is to bring joy into your life. So it could be skydiving, for example. And this is where it does take on a same, the same shape as a bucket list. Yeah. But it, it just makes you think about the smaller everyday things in life that you have been saying no to for so long. So whilst you might have skydiving on your bucket list, I also have like doing a handstand on mine or going away for a girly weekend or um, uh, starting to save for a mortgage, but also dyeing my hair pink. Um, I've had loads of clients who have put... Um, self-love on theirs body acceptance wear shorts because there's something about creating a list of things that you want to do before you have kids which is the same as mine that just makes it so much more easier to chew and to digest yeah you know oh before I die I don't know when that's going to happen I've got a really long time and I only have to put you know travel the world skydive bungee jump you know work for a year in an orphanage in in Africa and like those are wonderful things and I would support everyone and anyone do those things but let's talk about the daily stuff the stuff that when you say yes to will open up another door or open up another window because you only ever need a crack when I see a crack of an opportunity I will bulldoze my way through it (laughs) (laughs) and that's to start to say yes to so if I see a client or if I'm talking to a person and I'm giving them my dummy's guide to finding purpose I'm gonna say okay start to say yes to everything that comes your way start to say yes to life this is your yes campaign and a tool I will give them is my happy checklist and it's like the best most exciting thing that we can do because you're allowing creativity back into your life you're allowing purpose back in fulfillment satisfaction uncertainty which is another one that we need as well um you're, you're, you're allowed daily joy back into your life which is what a lot of us don't do anymore because we become so stuck and and obsessed with just one thing one job one element of our life 
you know what I was going to say, actually? It's something that, um, I don't know, since meeting you and just generally the way our business has gone a bit more holistic over the last couple of years, yeah. I have become so aware of, of daily things, um, kind of treats for myself, I kind of call yeah. them. But they are little things like going to walk the dogs and going out, like, going out of my way to go somewhere nice to walk Hamish where I used to feel guilty about that I used to be like just take him to the nearest park and get it done with you know and I'm in business mode and now I'm like yeah. no I'm going to go to this woods it's going to take me an extra half an hour to get there but it'll be beautiful when I get there my phone will be turned off and I'm just yeah. going to breathe and enjoy it and things like that and reading a book in the bath which I didn't do for years because I was in yeah. kind of stress mode and always doing kind of important yeah. what I thought were important things and it's like you said just actually kind of tiny little things each day because they make you feel happier because they give you um just like for me a kind of sense of calmness a sense of happiness really you then don't eat kind of the crap foods you don't have to go for runs to make yourself feel happier and you actually get loads of ideas like a lot of clarity about what you love what you're good at and what you want to do with life and you've hit the nail on the head. So basically those those little treats that you're doing, that is all under the umbrella of I'm saying yes to my life. I'm saying yes to my happiness. And the more you say yes to yourself, it's like a muscle. The better you'll get at doing it, the more courageous you'll get. Um, we're never going to do anything in this life that doesn't benefit us in any way. So whether or not we benefit because we're, we feel like, oh, I've had a bad day, so I'm going to sit on the couch, we're benefiting from that because we're not doing anything so even if it's a positive or negative rewards we benefit in some way the idea about saying yes to joy is that we're getting more used to saying and benefit saying yes to ourselves and benefiting in a positive way which again i'm sure and i don't know anything about it but i'm sure there's some sort of hormonal response there you're going well that felt good i want to recreate that moment again how did i get there well i said yes to something so let me do that again like before we were talking you mentioned something about dopamine and how what, what was dopamine like you it's the anticipation happiness you kind of it anticipates reward so things okay. that so obviously we get it from things like chocolate and oh, um, coffee and alcohol and even social media actually we get the thought of logging on gives us a dopamine high if you kind of okay. enjoy it so and do you like in your experience have you felt like you've ever worked with someone who really know what that dopamine feels like or might just not experience it very often? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah. generally, and like you're explaining, kind of when you were stuck in an office job where you sort of, you know, you were no longer enjoying it, um, yeah. that's the kind of person, what they become is like a dopamine junkie. So because mm. they don't enjoy life and get kind of natural uh, a natural release of dopamine because of what they do and how their day looks they'll go and seek it externally so they're the sorts of people that have to get like a triple latte espresso whatever on the way to work and have to yeah, think okay. spend the whole morning thinking about some cake at lunchtime just kind of get them through <laughs> the afternoon and then it's like yeah basically because they aren't enjoying and you can you can really screw the release of this neurotransmitter with kind of um, stress and kind of other, you know, like lifestyle aspects as well. Yeah. And is there anything, is there any way that, that, or is there a connection? So let's say, for example, you took the next week to write in your happy to-do list and you were able to come up with a hundred things that I'm going to do that Karis Marsden is going to do before she pops a couple of kids out in a few years time. Mm-hmm. Do you think that thinking about that list 
is that dopamine there? Yeah, no, absolutely. And natural, okay. so it would stop me kind of going for the dopamine hijackers that we've just mentioned as well. Okay, so that's why I love the idea of, of my clients making these lists because they're like their insides are starting to feel good. The anticipation is a very positive thing. And all my client has to do is, and usually making the list is one thing, actually starting to check them off is another. So I'd work with this client and I go, okay, pick something out of that list that you are reasonably confident you're going to be able to do today or tomorrow. And if I was to ask you how confident you were from zero to 10, zero below, 10 being high, where would you be on that scale? So if I was to ask you and you said that you were about a four or five, I'd go, mm, you know what? I want to build you up for success. So how about we pick something else on the list that you might be about a seven or an eight on? And then you go out and you do that thing and that, that anticipation that you felt, you now go, that was actually a really positive thing. So you, again, you make these associations and you're going, you know, that was, that was positive and fun. I like that. I'm going to go do something else now because I want to feel that way again. So it's just about creating something and taking small bites off that. And, you, you know, in, in six months down the line, you're doing things that you probably thought when you originally wrote your list going, yeah, right, that's a fantasy. That's never going to happen. But because you approached your list with a strategy, it didn't seem it it, it it worked out you know we 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 need to approach happiness and with a little bit of a, a strategic head sometimes <laughs> and not freak ourselves out so if you're saying that you're doing yes to everything the chances are that you're going to find something that you are really passionate about you're going to find something that whilst you're doing it you lose yourself in flow so you've lost all sense of time you've lost and disconnected from any feelings in that moment because you are just so in it and you come out of it going oh my god that was four hours and that was incredible and that that is a really big sign <laughs> that, that that's something that you should probably spend a little bit more time doing and for me with my journey in the better life project when i talk about self-esteem confidence body positivity i lose myself in those moments and that was a massive eye-opener to me and the direction that i wanted to take the better project in because i said if i'm going to lose myself in those moments that means that i'm, I'm extremely passionate about supporting people achieve body confidence I need to spend a little bit more time on this. And I truly believe that I've had moments of living my purpose as a result of finally just starting to say yes, discovering passions, sharing those passions with the world. And then, ta-da, that's what your purpose is, is when you can find something that you're passionate about and share with the world. Like you and one could only assume knowing you and Matt the way that I do that you're extremely passionate about nutrition and exercise and healthy living and all that sort of stuff yeah I'd say like um you it's kind of a journey it's always a journey for me and what I noticed was yeah. um, like I started as a personal trainer so I was all about exercise and then kind of started to notice for various different reasons I was like suddenly this isn't what it used to be to me um uh, maybe this isn't kind of the solution to health then I kind of went down nutrition but even on that I got derailed a few times by kind of um, oh you know it's, it's definitely the paleo approach or no actually it's kind of this approach or that approach and kind of um, you know lost my way and only I'd say so we've been at this yeah. now for six years and it's only in the last year that I've said to Matt it's kind of 
everything and that goes from the 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 relationships you have the job that you do because it's all like you've said it's it's about how much you get a sense of fulfillment from life and excitement and love how your day looks and really what we've kind of really encouraged people to do is 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 not focus just on um exercise and nutrition they are just you know one of many factors and kind of our passion has really become to get mm. to get people to kind of go you know you need to think about everything from the moment you get up in the day to to when you go to bed at night and mm. and there's so many different bits of it that really contribute to your health and that's really what we're passionate about and you know I can give someone the best nutrition plan ever and um you know the most comprehensive exercise program for what I think they need um, but if they go into an office every day and hate what they do, or if they're in a relationship that they maybe have fallen out of love with, then I'm fighting a losing battle, really, because the hormones and neurotransmitters yeah. that are going to be produced in that situation are just always going to kind of, um, you know, push people off track at some point. So, again, it's kind yeah. of a journey that's evolved for us, and we, we kind of feel really passionate about yeah. it for other people. And wearing not wearing I don't know why I said wearing <laughs> wearing pajamas <laughs> listening to that as well that that is you and Matt finding your passion and it is so incredibly obvious to me that you have found an incredible vehicle to share that passion with the world and and as a result identify with and connect with your purpose in some way your passion for helping people aspire to balance within their lifestyle yeah is is something that is so incredibly contagious like from the second that I was I I, I met with you and spoke with you and saw you I saw a person who had you know a fairly good grip on on their own health and 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 what they needed to do in order to, to maintain that and you share that with the world through fitter food your facebook forums speaking and events and that is when your passion turns into a purpose because it's benefiting other people because you're using your knowledge um, to to inspire and educate and empower others. And that's what sometimes we become so obsessed with that piece. We become so obsessed with wanting to help others that we forget, well, we need to find what it is that we can help others with. So let's not all of a sudden go from feeling stuck in a rut to fabulous. Let's try to find your happiness again. Let's try to find your joy. Let's let's try to do things every day so you can go to bed at night looking at your happiness checklist and go, okay, what did I need to do today to feel awesome? Well, I needed to go to the gym. I needed to eat three good meals, but not beat myself up if I didn't. Take the dog for a walk. Help someone um, randomly. There could be a whole bunch of things. Did you do those things? Because if you're not doing those things, then don't talk to me about your purpose just yet. Because we need to make sure that you are kind of filling your own cup first. Does that make sense? Um, Yeah, I completely agree. Because as I mentioned, um, when I kind of do start to do a bit more stuff for myself um you know kind of calm things down feel a lot more feel just happier a lot less pressure that is kind of when I've said to you I get way I just get a better idea of kind of what I want to do and what makes me smile um and I know recently kind of not this isn't so much of a bucket list but I do keep coming up with things like I want to have singing lessons and I want to learn to use uh, I want to do some pottery lessons and I keep going um, me and Matt keep talking about salsa lessons and stuff and it's the kind of stuff that you put on the back burner don't you oh, it's amazing <laughs> 
but it's, it's stuff that randomly is coming up in studies on kind of health just saying how amazing they are for for everything for you know kind of hormone and brain biochemistry and all sorts of stuff dancing singing creative hobbies like making things and, and- it's the creativity as well that yeah. I um, I think is so. I, I find with a lot of my clients, particularly um, the very sort of prof- working professionals, that their creativity, their creative self, is usually the first thing to go when they get really stuck into their job. And I think it's one of the most saddest things in the world because I think it's your creative self that is usually the one that finds the passion first because yeah. you kind of you know, you, you become a little bit more authentic when you're creative because it's such a unique experience or interpretation. Um, and I think it's so sad when your creativity is, is usually the first thing to get lost. And I get really excited when I hear people talk about creativity and wanting to bring that back into their life some way because it's almost as if it's you're kind of turning on another light switch that'll just make finding your, your purpose that little bit easier. You know, the road becomes a little bit brighter. Also, do you not think it's quite exciting to think the reason I decided, I mean, singing lessons is bizarre because I can't sing. But then I kind of sat there and thought, I've never even really tried to. I've never had lessons. I've never been coached. And maybe if I did, I could be on the X Factor next year. You never know. (laughs) I'll be front row and centre. But again, it's, it's this so whatever you call it, an assumption, a story, a false belief, a self-limiting belief, you've just got it into your head that you're not a good singer. And that's exactly what you share with the world. Oh, I'm not a good singer. And it's almost as if you coached yourself going, well, let's be rational about this. I've never actually tried to sing in some way. I've never actually gotten a lesson. I've never actually explored with any definitive answer whether or not I can do this so I'm going to challenge this assumption and I'm going to create a different story for my life and that's what none of us do because we say no to ourselves the entire time so imagine in some world there was a Karis Morrison out there who was going I want to learn how to sing (laughs) and you say no to yourself because you're going well I can't sing so what's the point and you kind of put that back into its box so we just we create these stories and assumptions in our head that we never challenge in any way and, and and you describing to me that moment when you said oh but I don't know if I'm never going to be a good singer I've never tried it before that's the whole idea of saying yes to ourselves. and the only reason that a list is so powerful is because we are reminded of that on a constant constant basis we're a little bit more accountable to ourselves um, and get to tick things off that list which is one of my most favorite things to do like I will actually add things onto my list that I've done just so I can check it off again even if it's happiness stuff because I just feel so awesome taking it off or reflecting over that going yeah look at all those times I said yes to myself come here to me passion because <laughs> I'm forever looking for new and exciting things to explore and stretch my purpose in some sort of way it's, it's, it starts when you say yes to yourself it starts when you're able to change your routine in some way it starts when you are able to get off up your, get up off your bum and say come here to me life I'm ready for you um, I'm, I see a crack in a window I'm going to bulldoze my way through it because there's an opportunity waiting for me and I'm not going to expect to be served it on a silver platter it's that sort of stuff and I think so I just I got so excited when you said the singing thing because it, it, it resonates such a, a perfect and beautiful example of, of how we don't allow ourselves the opportunity to even try and you in that one second that you thought but you know what I haven't even tried yet was such a great way 
to show people, well, that's how you get out of your own way. You just try. You say yes long enough to figure it out. Well, I was just going to say, and if, if, um, if anyone's kind of sat there now in an office going, yeah, but I'm not very good at anything else and this is all I know and this is all I do, like that 10 years ago, that was exactly me. I was kind of in a job, kind of coasting, wasn't really challenged, doing well, paid well, had, um, had the boyfriend, had the house and was just this mm. nagging sense of like bored and challenged, unchallenged and unfulfilled. And this is kind yeah. of just such an average lifestyle for me. And, and, and it, it suited some people, yeah. but I kind of thought I've not really kind of gone out of my comfort zone, been out of my depth. And if you'd mm. have said to me then in 10 years time, you will have written two books, be running your own business, stood up in front of hundreds of people and even spoken, I'd have gone, yeah, whatever. You know, I wouldn't have believed mm. that this was possible. And yeah. kind of small steps got me there. So like I kind of went off and did a master's exactly. through work and things like that that and started to go I quite like this I like being you know challenged academically yeah. and that kind of steps you on the ladder so like you've said do it you can do it safely and strategically you don't have to just walk out of your office tomorrow and go that's it I'm done I'm gonna no. follow my passion <laughs> exactly like you can you can take small steps outside of your comfort zone every single day yeah but when you take small steps outside of your comfort zone every single day you never come back to the same place no no not Where at all you rest so that night will always be closer to the outside of that comfort zone closer to the periphery than it was the day before so you are constantly stretching the boundaries of your comfort zone constantly clawing your way out of that rut and resting a little bit higher than you did the night before and that's why these small steps are so incredibly powerful if you take this massive leap outside of your comfort zone and experience failure you're going to exactly you're going to run back to your comfort zone because you don't like failure or judgment or rejection so it's just about building up your resilience as well um and um and 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 what you were saying about you know your life and then where you are 10 years now i'm the exact same where i am right now versus where i was two years ago or three years ago are completely different places how where i am right now versus where i thought i would be six months ago is completely different because this is the, the, the beauty of passion and purpose is that as long as you're constantly saying yes to things there's going to be stuff that comes up that you didn't know existed didn't thought was possible or didn't factor into your life or your plan in some way but you say yes to it anyway because it brings you joy so Give, give everyone, in terms of, what, what, what would you think would be, um, what can they go away today and do? What's one yeah. thing that they could um, take away from this podcast? Uh, would you say it's the list? So maybe go away and make that list towards their next big yeah. event in life? I have, I have this, um, this awesome um, PDF free giveaway thing that I can, I don't know how you can share that, but there's something there that I'll put up onto my website. Um, but the first piece of advice I would ever give to anyone who is feeling remotely stuck or longing for some sort of purpose would be to start to say yes to everything. Say yes to colleagues asking you for lunch. Say um, yes to um, um, a date. Say yes to yourself. Say yes to singing. You say yes to pottery. Say yes to life. Just say yes to everything. And it's called your yes campaign. Aww. And that's the, the first piece of advice that I'd ever give to anyone. Just say yes. Awesome. I like that. How about you? Yes what campaign. Was, yeah, it's a good one. I got it from my mom. I can't take any credit whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> she she spoke to me there a while ago about, about this yes campaign. Um, and that she just said yes to everything. And it just inspired me in so many ways. And it just made me see the value saying yes to yes to life what would your advice be i think i'd say do something tomorrow 
so like we've just said it can be as little as kind of um <laughs> as little as going for a singing lesson or like um you know doing something you wouldn't normally do like i've said kind of taking i don't know an hour out to go and have a coffee by yourself and put your feet up whatever it might be but if you do something tomorrow it kind of has a snowball effect because you take action so you'll yeah. probably likely do yeah. something the day after and the day after because you'll experience that we've just exactly. talked about kind of some um you know I suppose kind of like a rush from doing something changing that routine yeah. and stopping yeah. um, and like you just said kind of like your routine getting in the way of your life so if you do something act now then it's likely to, to help yeah. in the long run yeah that momentum is always great the momentum is, is so huge um, isn't it because you get excited by the build up yeah exactly and once you've experienced it yeah. once you want it again so yeah I love it I love it Paris I also love you <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> Right, that so was such a good chat. it was really cool, really cool. <laughs> We're gonna do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Let, let's keep up the uh, what's it called the the, the whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next week we're going to be discussing hormones on Fit Girls Talk. I can't wait. I have to get a pen and just paper. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> All right, well, it's been amazing. Amazing chatting to you as well, and I'll see you on next week's podcast. Bye bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.